welcome to the Soul Seed Podcast, where soul meets strategy. Every week, I, your host, Sabrina Greer, have activated conversations with multi-passionate, soul-led thought leaders about their journey of growth from seed to soul's purpose. Every successful book, brand, business, podcast, product, or program starts as a seed, an idea planted into the soul of its creator. Be inspired by those who've led before us, six, seven, eight-figure entrepreneurs, best-selling authors, top-rated podcasters, and multifaceted humans. Be empowered by their humble beginnings and expanded by their tenacity and spirit. Join us in the frequency of abundance as we go to the story roots of these powerhouses. Learn how to apply and leverage the Soul Seed Method in the creation of your very own legacy. Let's go. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Soul Seed, the podcast. I am so excited for our guest today. We have the world famous, I like to say. Julie Camille with us. Julie is the founder of Mabel's Labels, but she's also a recovered lawyer, mom of six. She's award-winning entrepreneur, best-selling author, and sought-after speaker and MC. Julie is no stranger to the media, having appeared in all kinds of places. We'll get to that later. Her articles have appeared in Huffington Post, Today's Parent, The Globe and Mail, Profit Magazine. That's why I say it's world famous. <laughs> Julie Cole. <laughs> Because you see her everywhere. She's one of our authors. She published her book. When was it? It was a year in May. That's crazy. So her book, Like a Mother, it just made such a huge impact in such a powerful way. It's the epitome of balancing mom life as mom of six and businesses and blogging and all the incredible things that you've been up to over the years. So I'd love to just dive right in. When we talk on this podcast, it's really about the journey. When you plant that seed in your soul, it doesn't look the way you think it's going to look. The iceberg entrepreneur thing, it never is the way you think it should be or you think you want it to be, but it can be so much more beautiful on the other side. I know your story, but tell us a little bit about like Mabel's labels and the journey to one of the founding entrepreneurs of the mom world. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look, that I know I've been around a while. It does. It is funny. Mabel's labels, we just had our 20th birthday. She, it's like with the book, like everything is just, it feels like a million years ago. And it also feels like yesterday. Time is weird like that, right? It's like with the kids. <laughs> I'm like, how did they grow up? I blinked and it feels that way about so many things. So yeah, we started 20 years ago and basically it came about for a couple of reasons. I always tell entrepreneurs, you have to know your why. I had two whys. There was a gap in the marketplace. I was, I started the business with three co-founders who One's my sister-in-law. We were young moms and we noticed that there was a gap in the marketplace. There were no durable labels that could go through the dishwasher, the microwave. We were tired of losing our kids' stuff. Masking tape didn't work. Permanent marker was not permanent. So that was the reason, the, the first reason. The second reason for me was a result of my mom's status. My eldest child had just turned three. And he received an autism diagnosis. In my bio, we laugh, I'm a recovery lawyer. I just didn't think the traditional workforce was going to suit my family any longer. I wanted to be able to advocate for my son. I needed to set up programs for him. So that's when I went to my co-founders and said, what do you think is now the time? They're like, let's do this. And we haven't looked back. And that's been 20 years. But I do like to say that as Mabel's has flourished and grown and we've had a lot of success with the business, my son also has flourished and grown. And He's now 23 and he just graduated from the University of Guelph and he's up north working for the summer. When he gets back, he's actually thinking about applying for a master's degree. I think he needs to get a J-O-B for a year, if you ask me. (laughs) 
No. I often say all my deathbed, I'll say is my life's greatest achievement and the other five are okay too. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's incredible. Wow. Like I goosebumps the whole diagnosis and then what you turn that into. There's something so powerful in that because those are the things that are completely out of our control as parents, as entrepreneurs, as people. So to turn yeah. that into something so powerful and now you motivate others, you inspire others by sharing your story, which I really like to focus on stories as a publisher, as an author. My, there's such a powerful thing. And that's just such a beautiful story. There's so many of us who have exited the traditional workforce to follow our passions and follow our soul seeds, if you will. And I think you're such a beautiful example of that. So thank you for leading the way. 20 uh, years. Happy I birthday. Know. It's so funny, though, when you speak about those soul seeds and that really, it did come from passion and, and necessity. Yeah. But I do like to warn people because I've been at this for 20 years. I think entrepreneurship often does get romanticized and people think, oh, it's going to be book deals and it's going to be TED Talks and all that jazz. And really it looked a lot like making labels in a basement till 2 a.m. when I was pregnant a lot and not a lot of sleep. So it wasn't like putting kids to bed and pouring a glass of wine and watching Netflix. It wasn't like that. So I just like to warn people, although it gets glorified and romanticized, this Sabrina, you work with enough entrepreneurs, you are an entrepreneur. That is a lot, a lot of work, but Oh, the sport of it. It's also, in a way, I miss those early days. I don't know how I did it, but there was something really special about when something's just starting out, the energy of that and and the unknown and the new territory. If you have that entrepreneurial spirit, it's uh, what drives you. Absolutely. That's the expression. You quit your nine to five to work 24-7. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's what the life of an entrepreneur is. But at the yep. same token, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. Agreed. So Agreed. that and balance of the two. For sure. And it is funny, too, because when you say that, it's like people are like, oh, it must be so nice not having a boss. I'm like, are you kidding me? I have so many bosses. I have my customers. I have my staff. I have my co-founders. I have six pint-sized dictators in my house. I, I have more bosses than I ever had before. And I do think for me, I really did seek the flexibility that entrepreneurship provided. And it did. It did provide me with flexibility. I could go to the pumpkin patch on the JK trip. I couldn't go to a play date. But at the same time, flexibility didn't get my work done for me. So it meant that I was on my laptop till midnight. <laughs> People are always like, oh, do you ever lie down with your kids? I never could risk lying down with my kids. First of all, there's so many, I don't know who I'd pick, but I could never risk like lying down with my kids in their beds. Cause what if I fell asleep and lost a couple of hours? That was when I had to get work done. So I couldn't take those kinds of chances. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I totally uh, get that. It's the same here, but I really love what I do. And I think something that both of us have done and so many female entrepreneurs that are also parents that I look up to in my world, I've involved my kids in what I do. They love that. They ask me questions like, how many people have you helped today, mommy? And Aww. what's this book about? And I read it. Is it appropriate for me to read? What's the message? They ask me these very almost intellectual questions about what I do. They go to school and they say, my mommy's a publisher. And what the publisher, they you know, can explain it, which is true. I know like the mom guilt is a thing. And I always joke that I gave a mom guilt five, four kids ago because we're working. And I know where it's summer gets busy because we're trying to work and we have kids around or you have to put them in camp. I feel bad about that, but don't because camp is great for them. Just no to the mom guilt. The role modeling, 
happens. I see the pride my kids have and like, all their friends have Mabel's labels. They're like, my mom made that. When they were little, when we see Mabel's labels out in the wild, they always get a little proud moment. They are involved in the business. They've been in that basement when they were babies. They have summer jobs making labels. That's just been a part of their life. I very much feel like that whole like nine to five or 24 seven, like for me, the role I have at Mabel's Labels, I don't see it as a job. I see it as my lifestyle. It's just such a part of who I am that when somebody says, what's your typical day? I cannot answer that question. No, I cannot. No. Yeah, but I, I, Sabrina, and that's why I came to you. The whole, the storytelling, the lessons learned, the wanting to help people. And that's when I came to you and I said, look, it's been on my to-do list for a while now, but it's time to do the book. Because I just thought if I can make any other entrepreneurial parent's journey a little bit easier, if I can share my tips and tricks, my productivity lessons, and as the book is full of parenting hacks, business hacks, life hacks, all that good stuff. So for me and so many women, I think through COVID, we're doing their side hustle and doing picking up other little things or toe dipping in entrepreneurialism. For me, that time was the perfect time to write the book because I wasn't traveling. I wasn't usually yeah. at conferences and speaking at events and nobody was going anywhere. I thought, if I don't do this now, this is my perfect opportunity to write the book. So it was with COVID and it was the time and through your encouragement and the help of your team, it just all came together in such a beautiful way. I love that. And the book is honestly, it's so good. It's so digestible and easy to read. And I yeah. think that's important in this world because we are busy and I despise the word busy, but we are busy. That's what it is. Yep. We're, we're busy. We're really busy. We like, really you know, are. Jobs and things yep. and stuff. I, I get why the biggest block for most people when it comes to writing a book is time. Yep. Because something else always feels more important because this feels luxurious. Writing a book feels like, oh, I'm just going to go to my cabin in the woods and take <laughs> a week and write and be creative and take coffee. No, that's not what it looks like. It looks like dedication. It looks like commitment. It looks like hard work. And sometimes life gets in the way of that. So it really is like a perspective shift when you're writing a book to just say this is getting done and it's a decision. Right? Yeah, it it's is. A, and it is. You're right. It takes commitment. It takes dedication. I will tell you, I thought that writing the book would come very easily to me. But I think because I was so used to writing in like chunks of I've been a blogger for so long or I write articles, then it was like, but that's what was amazing about your team was helping me like pull all my stories together. But it was funny because one time it was like, I'm going, that's it. I'm going to the cottage. I'm going to sit down at the cottage alone and get stuff. I joked on Facebook or wherever I was saying that I was going and spending some time at the cottage alone to get some <laughs> writing done. I joked about how I needed Annie Wilkes from to come and hobble me. <laughs> what was the or what was the Stephen King book? <laughs> Where the author, she goes in the movie and saw, oh gosh, what's her name? Come on. And she goes and hobbles him. So it makes him write. It's so funny. I was like, I need that to happen. <laughs> I'll, I'll find that and link it. In the, oh, yeah. In the show notes. Eddie, <laughs> so Eddie Wilkes. Yeah. yeah, the Stephen King book. Yeah, it's so funny. But, that, but that's it, right? It's creativity is such a superpower. But at the same time, when you're also a business owner and a parent, and it, it can feel hard to come by. And I use the word feel very intentionally because it, it really is a feeling that we can control and adjust and manipulate ever so slightly to just it just needs to be a 
priority. That's all it does. And honestly, you made a business happen from your basement, right? Babies, right? Like it was a priority. It became, like you said, a necessity. At the end of the day, we always do the things we want to do, right? You people would be like, oh, I'm too busy to work out. If you want to work out, you will find time. You will get up half an hour earlier. I feel one of the productivity tips I often give busy working moms is eat the frog, which is do the thing you want to do least first. So whether it's calling that angry client, whether but do that first, because otherwise that's on your brain and it's impacting your productivity for the rest of the day. So really for writing the book, you know what? Every morning from six till seven, that's it. Just do it. Then if you do that, you're not thinking about it for the rest of the day. You can do your other things. So eat the frog. If you're finding it hard to find the time to write, carve it out before everyone else is awake and commit to it, then it's just done. And maybe it's your book. Maybe it's your workout. Maybe it's whatever it is that you don't have time for. Yeah, you do. You do. This is coming from a mom of I do laugh when people tell me, oh, I can't, Julie, I'm just too busy. Or I'll be like, hey, somebody will be asking me for (laughs) business advice. And they're like, I'll be like, you know what? I just looked over your social media. You need to be a little more engaged. They're like, I don't have time for that. I'm like, you don't have time to not do that. If you do want advice and don't tell me, I always laugh when people tell me they don't have time for stuff. I'm like, read the room. You know what you're talking to? (laughs) Yeah, I feel exactly the same way. I've got a farm with animals and properties <laughs> and businesses and kids yeah. and things. My kids are a decade apart in eight so different needs and wants. Plus, it's boring to hear when people talk about being busy or tired or whatever. It's just boring to listen to. So don't do that. Nobody do that. Like, if you're listening out there, nobody wants to hear how busy or tired you are. End of story. Yeah, it's true. I'm a, a strong advocate for rest and self-care and all the things that you need to do for you so that you are not as tired and drained of energy because it all boils down to that. If you're not making time to take care of yourself and as you're too busy to take care of yourself, you are probably looking at a, a realization of things. Like you need to reorganize your priorities and figure out what that is. I totally get it. 100%. You know, there's 100%. With yep. like multiple jobs to make against me. And this isn't a judgment call for people who feel like I'm calling them out right now. I've had to do it too. I've had to really just look at my priorities. What's serving me? What's not? Whatever's not serving me, can that right. go? Or can I put it to somebody else? And that doesn't mean hiring someone necessarily, but ask for help. Yeah. Your kids can unstack the dishwasher, mom. And so that, they can do that. Yeah. And I think it's also important to point out that self-care looks different to everyone. Oh, yeah. My self-care, I had a lot of people be like, Julie, you need to get more rest. Julie, you need me time. You need. I'm like, I'm good. I will get what I need. My me time, my downtime, my self-care actually looks a little different to maybe traditional self-care. That's okay. I know what I need best and everybody is going to have different ideas of self-care and that's okay. There's not one perfect recipe. You can cater your self-care, your routine to your life and your needs. Absolutely. So what would you say your version of self-care is? If you don't mind sharing with the world. Okay. Honestly, it's this. I really get energy from the work I do. It it looks like work to a lot of people, but I do. I do love it. Honestly, after this afternoon tonight, I've got a grad party happening. I'm going to have 16 teens over here tonight for graduation. (laughs) To me, I I don't find that as soul sucking. And I don't find that as draining. I'm excited that me and my kid are going to be outside getting the pool ready. We'll go 
to the grocery store, get some like chips and pop and do all that chips and pop. <laughs> and that to me will is very fulfilling and relaxing. So yeah. yes, I don't have a manicure. I don't necessarily get all the hours of sleep that maybe I should get, but I'm okay. I do try and yeah. work out. I do try and get my exercise yeah. in. And I sometimes like, especially when the kids were little, try and incorporate that. So it's like going, running around the park with the kids or going on a bike ride or Sometimes I didn't have time to do it just for me. So yeah. it was like I would integrate it in a family hike or there's different ways of doing that. I love that. And I love that you said that because I feel the same way. The work I do energizes me so much and lights me up so much. Sure, sometimes I feel tired, but I love how authentic and true you are to you. Life is too short to worry <laughs> about what other people are thinking and worry yep. about what other people are saying. I've always loved and respected that about you. Like you are you. I've been to your home. <laughs> I, it was a funny story. I had no power for seven days. And oh, yeah. Julie's book launch. <laughs> and she invited me into her home. I was able to have a shower before the book <laughs> launch party. You're such a warm and real person. I find that so admirable and so important. And I think that's where so many people are dropping the ball. They're so worried about what other people are thinking. Is my feed curated enough? Am I showing up the way that I should show up? There's all these yeah. shoulds, right? Should I do this or should I do that? How can I be successful if I don't match the standards or if my highlight reel isn't sexy enough or whatever it is? There is that thing where people, I think, and it's tough with social media because you see everybody else's feeds and it is that comparison is the thief of joy because you're seeing things but you have to remember that you're seeing curated feeds you're seeing what people want to present to you so if you're on social media mamas and you're like oh that business is doing better than mine or that woman's kids are cleaner than mine or and they're better fed <laughs> whatever your or their husband's cuter whatever just remember that's what they're showing you. If you need to take a social media break because it's impacting your mental health, do it. If you need to unfollow somebody because it's impacting your mental health, do it. That, I think, is a form of self-care, not comparing yourself to others and not, not competing and not worrying about what other people are thinking about your life. Just live it because y'all only got the one. Yeah. Y'all only got the one. It is so short. We were talking before this. My eldest is taking the car with the sea attached and going to a friend's cottage. I'm sorry. Yesterday, he was like a little baby in my arms. Like, what happened? My, four, my fourth is going to university in September. I'm left with two. Like, I started with six. I'm left with two. I do think my parenting mind. is, I know not everyone tuning in as a parent. It's not a parenting podcast. However, this relates to everything. Like, you yeah. blink and, and another year is gone. It's July this weekend. July. That's halfway through the year. You don't need to be a parent to understand how quickly time goes by. That's why if we were to leave the audience with one message, it's go out and get it. Yeah. If it's writing a book, just start. Yeah. Do it. If it's yeah. starting a podcast or speaking on stage or don't let fear and doubt take over to the point where you stop yourself and never do it. Another year passed. I think everybody needs to with our businesses, we see that too, like time flies, you experience growth, setbacks, you're dealing with all of that. But I think you really have to, whatever you're doing, and you want to do that, that stuff that's good for your soul. I think you have to really make yourself uncomfortable. If you do not like networking, say to yourself, I'm going to go to one networking event a month. Mm -hmm. If you're like, I need to get my business out there. Or I want to be uh, more the face of my brand. I'm going to ask somebody if I can be on their podcast. Because guess what? Knows are free. 
People can say no. Big deal. So you will just survive. Ask. You will survive the no's. Believe me. You're it's not so in grave funny. danger with a no. Exactly. I know. It's so funny. That's something that totally with my kids is it's come back to bite me in the butt because one of my kids had a car and they were away at school and they said, Mom, the, the car didn't have a lot of gas in it. Would you mind paying to fill it up? Then I'll fill it up from there on in. I figured I might as well ask because no's are free. <laughs> I was like, oh, there we go. There they did. Do listen. <laughs> they do. When they want to, they do. Oh, pop up like that. Julie, thank you so much for joining me today and chatting with us. You're just such a breath of fresh air and such an amazing human. What's next for Julie Cole? What's happening in your well, world? Well, you know what? I'm plodding along here. It's summer, so things are very busy at Mabel's Labels because back yeah. to school season is very hectic for us, which is good. We love that. So I'm going to be working a lot this summer. I'll also try and get to the cottage a bit. Once you have teens, you never know what's going because people are working, friends and friends at cottages. So it's a bit of a day by day kind of thing around here with all the moving parts, but nothing big on the horizon, getting through it all, just getting another kid launched to university in the fall and uh, doing my thing. I'm doing a lot of speaking. I'm back to speaking a lot um, because events are back and back in action. I've got a book of flight to Pittsburgh, to Dallas, to LA. So I've got a lot of travel on the horizon, but it's, uh, yeah, business as usual for your uh, JC here. So fun. And we'll link all of your social media and websites awesome. and all of the things in the show notes. But where do you hang out the most and where can people find you if they want to? Probably you can find most of my stuff at mableslabels.com slash Julie Cole. You can see my press sheet. You can see my socials. You can order my book. All that good stuff. Mableslabels.com slash Julie Cole. Thank you so much. And definitely go get the book, everyone. It's so yes. good, like a mother. And thanks for hanging out with us today. Thanks, Sabrina.